0: So, uh, how was your Christmas? It was alright. Pretty good. Well, there was no wrong Christmas because, you know, they decided, you know, fuck it. We're just gonna do, uh, blah, blah, blah. Recap. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but here's the thing, right? Uh-huh. They did the recap and like they're doing like two little things of like, okay, here's this thing that's like tease something later, and here's this other thing to tease something later. And it's like, all right, like, but nobody watched. Like, a lot of you not, like, nobody watched. Not even like the super hardcores
1: were like, yeah, I'm gonna watch this. Nobody watched it. I gotta lie to you, I didn't even watch it. <laughs> yeah, me neither. I didn't fucking watch it. <laughs> the funny part is
0: like, I found out about the Chloe Rhodes thing on Twitter like the Cody Rhodes thing on Twitter was basically Cody Rhodes saying yeah like I have no desire to fight Seth Rollins but I am coming for that championship and it's like okay and then we heard from Drew, Drew McIntyre was like you know I am back home where I'm at but you know one thing I really want to do I want to face Gunther yeah me and Gunther should have a match for the IC title like that would be great and it was that like would be okay, great." Like That's exactly what he said. It was like, okay, well, that's a thing. But, so, the funny part about that is both of those things coincide with a couple of reports that's been coming out about WWE in the near future. One is the rumor slash kind of confirmation that Cody Rhodes is going to go against Roman Reigns for the world title at some point. Now, listen, Because there's two rumors out. One rumor is on night one, it's going to be Cody versus Seth Rollins or Seth Rollins versus Drew McEntry for the WWE title. I'm going to get to all explanations about that, but that's the first rumor. Okay. The second rumor is Roman versus The Rock on the second one or Roman versus Cody. Now, see, there's two. Both of these are two options that are left open. So it's like, okay, well, that's that. But here's another thing that happened. There's a quote-unquote rumored lineup for Elimination Chamber that's going to have an IC title match, which is also going to have Gunther and Drew McIntyre in that Elimination Chamber. But also, that ties back around to what Gunther is supposed to be having a match with Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, which we had already reported on, months ago. Yeah. So it's so much stuff right now with like all of these rumors. There's people that's already talking about the lineup is officially set for WrestleMania. The lineup is officially set for WrestleMania, barring a few changes, but the top matches are still undecided. So going back to what I said earlier about the Cody thing, people are talking about Roman may or may not lose the world title going into WrestleMania and I'm just like that's complete bullshit.
1: He would have to lose by now,
0: right? (laughs) No, no, no. That's that's the thing. He's going to lose one of the titles. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. A lot of people are like, oh no, he's definitely going to lose it between now and then. Okay, so here's the thing. He's going to face Kevin Owens at Royal Rumble. Because mm-hmm. that's, that's already set in stone him versus Kevin. Kevin's not taking a title off of it. Then he might I don't know because like this hasn't been confirmed. People are like already jumping to, oh, it's going to be him versus Sammy at, at Elimination Chamber, which it would make sense because it would be like, okay, yeah, he faces Sammy, then Kevin saves him. But then that would put Kevin right back in the line of sight of roman where it would be like oh they have to have another match and it like all of it like would just basically be like oh roman has to fight sammy again this first match. it doesn't like that doesn't make sense that way yeah like the way that, the way that i would do it is like have sammy get screwed over by the usos and like not even have the match so like we don't have to go there like we don't have to go there but like I don't even think Roman is wrestling at that pay-per-view. Like at the Elimination Chamber.
1: I don't think he wrestled last year in it, to be honest with you. No,
0: he did. It was that's because it was overseas in Saudi Arabia. Oh, okay. So there's a lot of like there's a lot of conflicting, controversial shit with the whole setup of WrestleMania and like the lead up to WrestleMania. So like here's the thing that I would do, because somebody else suggested this and this was already something that we had suggested months ago when we were talking about this whole setup. This is not something that like we got from another outlet. If you go back months ago and listen to this, when we were talking about the two nights of WrestleMania, how we would set it up, and we was like, Oh, he could wrestle Cody this night and Roman this uh, and rock this night, yeah, because of this way. And somebody put it out there, and was like, Yeah, well, if Cody. Goes and wins the Rumble, he could just challenge for the WWE title. And it's like, no, that's what we said. Like, that's, that's our thing. But people are just like now going, oh, that could be a, a way to get the two titles. And I'm like, yeah, but we said that. Like, we had said that over and over again when we talk about the two nights that Cody should just challenge for the WWE title instead of going, oh, I want both. He just wants the WWE title and he even made that clear in his little statement. So that's what i'm like eh, okay and then people are like oh well you know that it's supposed to be cody versus seth and i'm like dude at elimination chamber is going to be cody versus seth because something is going to happen in the royal rumble that's going to play up to that fourth match you're not going to wrestlemania because like if everything is going the right direction Cody is going after roman for a title so him versus seth at wrestlemania is not happening exactly so like at Elimination Chamber that definitely probably will happen because something will spin out of Royal Rumble and be like oh boom here's how we got to this and like like, right now is a time where everybody's like oh my god this is happening this is happening blah 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 yeah this is happening and like they're all trying to get to figuring out what's going on at Wrestlemania and this is one of the odd times even for us that is like by fucking Survivor Series, we know the direction of WrestleMania. We know the top matches right now. The top matches are so convoluted. We don't know, and it's all hinging on one thing, and it's The Rock. If he doesn't, if he doesn't wrestle at WrestleMania, they have to flip upside down the whole card. So, I'm kind of excited, not excited about wrestlemania this year
1: same same like if the rock makes it i'll be like overjoyed because i predicted that a while ago <laughs> yes because like
0: i definitely want the rock thing but like even the rock or the cody thing even one makes perfect sense doug like don't care it's just like the way everything else is falling out throughout the rest of the show is just like mm-hmm. some of it is like meh and it's like, I, I don't want it. The only thing that I, right now that I'm excited about is the rumor goomper and Brock Lesnar match, which extremely happy once that happens. So that's one thing I'm looking for. I'm not looking forward to Becky versus Ronda. I'm not looking for that at all because they've put so much on this Ronda Rousey thing that like, they it has literally cost them way more than they can even think about it. We're going to get to that later. But this Ronda of Rousey thing is not, like... It's over, and it's, like... It's not... Like, I don't enjoy her anymore. It's, like... Yeah, it's, like... The magic is wore off on her. and She's just, like, there. And it's, like... She's going against Becky, because, like, that was a one-on-one they should have had in the beginning. Like, if WrestleMania 35 was Becky versus ronda just a one-on-one no charlotte everything would have like everything would have been solved and like that would have created a ripple effect throughout the rest of wwe and the rest of the year and like nothing like things would be changed and things would be different because it would have happened it would this great big match that they've had been waiting on would have happened a one-on-one and everything else would have just played out just perfectly, and there would be no anything after that. It just would have played out perfectly, but they was like, no, we're going to throw Charlotte in there.
1: I just put to ask you that, correct me if I'm wrong, but Charlotte would get thrown in there by by Vince, right? Yes, have Within the story.
0: Yes, it wasn't even in the story. It was because they felt like, oh, Ronda and Becky can't work a match together and have it interesting without Charlotte. And it was like, that's very stupid.
1: Yes. That would have been a fucking banger.
0: Yes, because like, if it was just Ronda and Becky, everybody would have been like, this is the dream match we've been waiting for. We've been waiting for this. It closes the show. It's the greatest match that we've waited for. And like I said, everything else that fell out through this whole Ronda Rousey process would be null and void because we would have got the match that we had and we wouldn't be waiting on this situation. And I know p- some people be like. Oh well. What about the Becky man's pregnancy. And like she got pregnant. And that's why. the Rhonda- That had nothing to do with it. That had nothing to do with it. The booking of the next Wrestlemania. Was Becky versus Shayna. Rhonda was like. I'm not coming because of COVID. So like you can't. Put, put that on Becky being pregnant. Be like oh it's Becky's fault because she's pregnant. Like, No Becky wrestled that. And COVID was the only reason Rhonda didn't show up. It was like, okay, well, that was a thing. The next one, when they came back, Becky was still out. Becky was still pregnant. So she was still out. And Rhonda was also getting pregnant. So it was like neither one of it that was null and void. Now then we come to the WrestleMania after that. Both of them on two different shows. And it's like, nope, we're not even gonna put them together. Then it just keeps going. It just kept progressing and it got like everything. Vince is so bad that like that one decision created a ripple effect that like I'm just going to say it right now it could be disastrously for WWE I'm just going to say it but we'll get to that eventually but yeah like the other match that they're talking about is Bianca versus Charlotte a one-on-one match and I'm like I mean it's it's not bad not bad yeah, at
1: all. It's okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm, I have like a weird feeling that Charlotte is going to be the one that dethroned Bianca and it's going to be like, eh, well, that's not good. But it, it is what it is. Like the Usos versus Sammy and Kevin, like that's going to blow the fucking roof off because it's going to be a banger. Yes. And then like you have like other matches like Logan Paul, the Cena match. "Quote unquote that could happen, and also the Stone Cold match that's quote unquote happening. I'm putting air quotes, but like some of this stuff is kind of set in stone already. But it's like it's gonna be a big jam-packed WrestleMania. But at the same time, I don't feel any magic. It's like, oh my God, this is WrestleMania, and it's like magical times. And it's it's like, eh, whatever, who cares? <laughs> like that's that's how I feel about going into WrestleMania right now because nothing is standing out to me going." This is the match you should be looking forward to at WrestleMania. Like like I said, the only two things I'm looking forward to is Roman Cody and Roman Brock. That's the only two things. Everything else is just like eh. it's kinda of, like I said, it's kind of weird.
1: hopefully they shock us and like all the meh matches wind up being like really good. They're
0: never really good. It's just like all of the theatrics and like the pomp and circumstance, that's what gets you at Wrestlemania. It's never the matches are good. Like, we've always said, we've even said it on the show a bunch of times, SummerSlam is our Wrestlemania because SummerSlam is geared towards us. Like, it's geared toward us because it's not like, oh, it's pomp and circumstance and like, it's this big, great event. SummerSlam is like, no, we're gonna put on some fucking banging ass matches. We're gonna build it up. We're gonna make you get involved. And when it happens, you're gonna be like, "Oh shit, this is a great show." Because every SummerSlam is like that. SummerSlam is the show. This book for us. It's like, oh, well, this is our show. This is this is the one. What everybody thinks WrestleMania is, it's SummerSlam. Yeah. Yeah so I mean that's the thing um what else happened in WWE
1: Dragon, Lee. <laughs> Dragon I was, Lee I was waiting for that shit
0: Dragon Lee um this is so like everything about this situation is fucking weird like yes. I'm not even talking about just like the stuff that we know everything about this is weird like there's so much going on that it's like Bro, what the fuck? Now, I knew about this first part, like, which was the catalyst to all of this. So, Dragon Lee left CMLL. Like, he was like, he's done with CMLL. And because he's done with CMLL, he now couldn't go to New Japan. In New Japan, I loved him in New Japan. Like, there's, like, him as the junior champion, fucking awesome. It was some of the greatest stuff. And his theme music, the greatest music of all time. There's no denying it. He had some of the best theme music in the fucking junior division. And like, like I put it up there in top five, New Japan. That's how good it was. But he was a fucking monster. He was one of the greatest over there. And the only reason he couldn't go back is because New Japan in their antiquated system of if we work with this company, we stick with this company. And they work with CMLO, and because they work with CMLO, he left and went to AAA. We can't fuck with you anymore. Okay, that's fine. That was the first start. So now he's working in AAA, and he's like, okay, yeah. Well, I'm not making as much money as I want to. I think it's time for me to go to the states. His brother Roosh, Roosh is in AEW. He talked to Roosh. He literally called Roosh. Picked up the phone said, bro, I'm coming to AEW. All right, um, you can just do a one-shot. Don't sign a contract. What? Yeah, just, just don't sign a contract. I'll tell you why. He came in. After the match, Roosh told him, if WWE is looking at you, take that job. He's like, what? Take oh, that wow. job. He's like, but we here. He's like, go. Roosh told him to go. He said, you know what? All right. Maybe you're wrong. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call David, which is Ben Ballard. He yeah. picked up the phone, called Fergal, was like, "Yo, what's up? I want to." Yeah, you should come on over. And he's like, "You know, okay, well, that's two. He talked. He talked to Nakamura. Was like, "Yo, what's up with?" Yeah, like I'm having fun here. Like, yeah, you should come over. They're gonna, they're gonna pay you a lot. He's like, "All right, fuck it. I made my decision." Hey. <laughs> And he went to fucking WWE. And that's, like, immediately, that's like, what the fuck? Like, your brother is in AEW, and you wrestled a match in AEW, and your brother says, go. Don't come here. Go over there. And it's like, "Mm, that's kind of telling. And the funny part is, he didn't even talk to Andrade until he signed. Andrade was like, yeah, you made the smart move. I was like bro like what like yeah that that's telling that's telling on a lot of levels and like that even connects to like this next part of the telling because so triple a knew triple h knew that he was signing to wwe they were like all right we know he's signing to wwe but we have to get the tag team titles off of ftr i was like okay why because um, I don't know if FTR is going to be where they need to be for the titles. What? And also, we're taking all the titles away from AEW people and we're bringing them back home. Like, okay, why? That seems kind of weird. Don't question it. I'm like, okay. So going into this match, we have AEW people against a WWE person. And... Dragon Lee and Juristico, which I swear to God they're the same person, (laughs) but I cannot figure out for the life of me how they're two different people. But Dragon Lee and Juristico win the tag titles. And at the end, after that, they say, you know what? We're dropping the tag titles. You, that, what? Yeah, we're dropping the tag titles because I'm going to WWE. Now he said this in the middle of the ring in a triple H sh- in a triple A show. WWE posted the footage in fucking Triple A Dragon Lee saying I'm going to WWE. And in the video, you can clearly see the A titles with the FTR sticker. And it's like, what is happening right now? Like this is so weird. Like everything about this is so weird. And He's apparently going to be going to NXT, which is going to be great for him because, you know, there's a bunch of banger-nice people he could wrestle in there. Yep. It's, like, what, it's like, what the fuck? Like, this is this is such a weird situation right now.
1: Fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. Especially it's the like, fucking Dragon Lee realistical thing because I was there with you. I, I thought it was one person.
0: <laughs> yes, and like, and the funny part about it is like, people be like oh you guys don't know you guys don't know and it's like no i this is real like i from the day one like the people that i get my spanish news from the day that it broke when they said oh dragon lee is changing his name for and it was like oh okay and it was like really, it was really weird that they said that and that was a thing. This was like two years ago. This was like two years or a year ago. Whenever he left CMLO, he changed his name to Drillistico. Now, everybody else reported on the same thing. Even when he wrestled in AEW, no one said, oh, Drillistico is the same as a different person. It was like, yeah, that's just Dragon League. Like, no one corrected anybody because it's like some weird ass thing where everybody was just like, no, he's the same person. And then when everybody saw Drillistico and Dragon Lee, they were like, wait, no, you mean that he was, that he one person, and they were like, no, this is two different people. Now everybody's now everybody's completely confused because now it's like they're saying, oh no, Senkara is now Drillistico. And it's like, no, Sankara's Mystico. And they were like, well, no, Mystico now changed his name to Drillistico. And it's like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, no one, like, I like to you not, no one has any answers to this anywhere. Like, the original tweet is still up. The Dragon League is Drillistico. There's no other, there's nothing else. There's nothing else there.
1: I swear at one point, Drillistico and Mystico was actually a tag team at one point, too. They were!
0: (laughs) They were! That's the thing. Like,
1: I don't understand
0: how this happened, and no one can tell us. And everywhere, everywhere you go, you just go, oh, Drillistico is Roosh's brother. He's He's Dragon Lee. Exactly.
1: I was going to point that out. Because, like, there was one week that Dragon Lee teamed up, with Roosh, And I want to say Andre at the time... Before he got yep. suspended... Mm-hmm. And they, they beat him down or whatever... But they mentioned him being Roosh's brother... Yeah. Then... Weeks later... Roosh teamed up with Dreadistical And they made, made the same comment... It's his brother...
0: Yes... And the funny part is like... I know somebody probably sitting there going... Oh well he can have more than one brother... Yeah but... Here's the weird part about that... You can have more than one brother... But your other brother is not going to look exactly the same as you and have a mask exactly the same as you. That's, that's not a thing. Because here's the thing. When Drillistico wrestled on fucking Ring of Honor, he had the dragon mask and the shorts and everything. Yeah. When Drillistico wrestled last night in a tag team match, he had on long pants and looked completely different than Dragon League. And it's like, what what
1: is happening here? Like, the only theory I would have, right, Mm -hmm. is that they're twins. That's, like, really far-fetched and out there. But, like, that's the only thing I could think of. The reason why they look so much alike.
0: Yeah, like, that's the only thing I could think of, too, is, like, oh, they're just twins. But it's like, I can't really, like, wrap my head around it. It's very weird. And also, like, in that show... Kai Conti and Sammy Guevara got stripped of their titles, and like Bandito, I think Bandito was like the champion, or was Vikingo the champion? It was even Vikingo or Bandito, but Vikingo did this fucking amazing no-look fucking flip thing off of the fucking thing. I was just like, I was lost for words. I was completely lost for words, and like, there's no way that that guy did him.
1: It was like a moonsault, pointing corona, like, crazy shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was insane.
1: But yeah, like, that's the, um, the NXT.
0: It was like, since that's NXT, let's go right into NXT. It started off with... Julius versus Jordan Devlin or J.D. McDonough. (laughs) So, I have a question about that. I said his name was Jordan Devlin, right?
1: That's what the J.D. stands for.
0: Yes. So, it's Jordan (laughs) Devlin McDonough. That's his real name. Yes.
1: Yes. Yes. Because you've been making that joke like off the podcast and like it it dawned on me. That has to be his own name. Yes.
0: (laughs) So, J.D. lost to... Julius. And then Share came out and said, hey, in two weeks, since you're fine, let's wrestle. Okay, well, sure.
1: You know, they're not going to be fine in two weeks. Like, something's going to (laughs) happen.
0: I know. This is going to be so long and dumb. (laughs) So, then we get Tony D'Angelo and Stax. And Tony D'Angelo was talking to Stax and like, hey, you delivered that message from last week. And is like, yeah, I did that, boss. I definitely did that. He's like, all right, well, we know that he ain't going to be around, so I'm going to win the title tonight. He's like, yeah, boss, you're going to win. You're going to win. I was like, okay. <laughs> and un- under fervent investigation, he did not talk to Tony, um, Dominic Dijak last week. So, Yeah. <laughs> So So he got his ass off. (laughs) Oh, he definitely did. Then we had a schism promo talking about how they're going to take down the BBC. They said, hey, you guys all need help and all need love, and we're going to show you the love. Four branches, one tree. Okay. That is getting annoying. (laughs) So then we had Korajid versus Windy Choo. And this was... Like, to be honest, like, I don't even know what they would Like, the original reason that they were beefing. Like, I don't remember the original reason they were beefing, but, like, they had a match, and it was, like... It was a good match, but at the same time, I don't remember why they were beefing.
1: I thought I was the only one.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I don't remember. Windy Chew got the win, but, like, I still am, like, still trying to contemplate, like... What how did this start?
1: Like I feel like, like Cora the- should've won, but like yeah. maybe this is the end of the feud. So yeah.
0: But the funny part about it is like when they had their match like two months ago, Cora won by cheating. And we thought like, oh, that's gonna spin out the Wendy Chew getting like another gimmick or doing something different. Uh-huh. And it's like, nah, it's just somehow it went to this. Because like Cora went into, like, two other feuds, and it still wrapped back around the Windy Tune. And it's like, what the fuck? How did we get back here? What happened? We forgot. <laughs> yeah, it was, like, very fucking weird. And it's like, sometimes, like, shows don't do that. So I'm like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> so then we get broke money. They're getting ready for a match. And Brooks has on a new shirt from Kiana. And, like, he's trying not to say anything about Kiana, but, like, yeah, we all know that it's from her. And they're like, ah, you're so smitten. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so then we get dumbass match with Ikimen Minjiro versus Scripps. And this match is dumb. For the jacket, Scripps beats Jiro. It's like, I, I, I want to end scripts. I want no more scripts.
1: Oddly enough, he gave him back the jacket, though, even though he won.
0: <laughs> yeah, I want to end this. <laughs> so we have an oral Mensa thing, and he's like, no, nah, I'm still coming, and I'm going to be the life of the party. But I'm here for a short time, not a long time. And it's like, why do you keep saying this? Like, what am, what am I missing? Like, are you going to get fired? Are you going to die? What's happening?
1: Yo, what if he debuts, right? Mm-hmm. And like a week later, he gets released and goes to fucking like Ring of Honor. Not even AEW. Ring of Honor.
0: <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> so then we have the injured Alba fire. And she's all injured. And she's like, oh, my hand hurts. And My hand hurts, but I'm going to beat you, Isla Dawn. Especially when we fight. It's like, okay, cool. When are you guys going to fight? I don't know. Soon, I guess. Like soon-ish.
1: When I feel better.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Like soon-ish. When when I feel better. Okay. Yay.
1: My tummy hurts. I'm going to go lay down.
0: So then we had (laughs) Lyra Valkyrie. Versus Lash Legend. And I was expecting Lyra to just beat the shit out of Lash just like in five seconds and just like destroy her. But Lash got some offense in. That was
1: kind of good. It was competitive. Like it shocked me too. Yeah,
0: fucked me up. So then we had Toxic Distraction. And they're talking about, yo. We're going to get revenge on Roxanne because she took down our empire. She's the reason we're not where we want to be. She took us down. We're going to get her back. And it's like, they're alluding to her taking out Mandy. They're not saying she took out Mandy. They're alluding to it. And they're just like, we're going to start with you. And then we're going to rise to the top. And it's like, whoa. I don't think you guys are going to be here much longer, so it really doesn't fucking matter. Exactly. Yeah. So, then the next part is... The schism. So, the schism took on the BBC. This was... This was only good for one reason. You want to know what that reason was?
1: What was the reason?
0: No matter what happens, Booker T cannot escape fucking rock. He can't escape the rock. (laughs) Because (laughs) while he was on commentary, Ava Rain went up to him and just started terrorizing him on... Commentary and he just had that look. Was like, Y'all are just the same person, aren't no, y'all?
1: He was freaked out, like legit freaked out. Yeah, it was because it
0: was fucking hilarious. Because I didn't realize it until she got his face and she started talking. And I seen his reaction, and his reaction was like, That reminds me of something. And like, soon as I said, That reminds me of something. I was like, oh, The Rock used to terrorize him too. Oh, (laughs) he will never get over this. (laughs) So we had the schism win, which was like inevitable. It was going to win. And like, I think they even said to Malik, was like, you need to like refocus yourself or something, basically trying to recruit somebody to the schism. It's like,
1: all right, cool. Yeah, I think it was Malik, actually.
0: Yeah. So then we had a Grayson Wallace segment where well, he's back home in good old Australia or New England or wherever the fuck I'm from. And he's just. this. The funny part about this, Brian Breaker was getting an interviewed and he was like, yeah, this is. Like, Grayson sent in this video. It was like a five minute video of him talking about how cool Australia is. I was like, oh, I don't want to see that shit. Like, I don't want to be reminded. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> you got to be reminded, pal. Like, I don't want to see this shit. We look so, cooler than you. Huh? Ha. That, that's basically what it was. <laughs> I am like, dude, what the fuck? And then Brian even got mad. It was like, ah, I'm going to throw this TV. Fuck
1: this TV. Yeah, he literally made me a psychic. Because, like, seconds before I told you, wouldn't it be funny he breaks that TV? Seconds later. look, <laughs> And he
0: breaks the TV. <laughs> so we have Trick and Mellow. And Melo's going to fight Axiom next week. Melo's fighting Oxium. And no. Melo's fighting Cruz. Trick is fighting Axiom. Yes. Yeah. So that's going down. So then we had the battle for the bar. Not Cesaro and <laughs> That Adebar. was going to be my
1: joke. That was going to be my joke.
0: The other bar. So it's Fallon Henry versus Kiana James. And you, you know what? I'm what? just going to put it out there. You asked me, hey, where's G? Which is her assistant, G. Yeah. She was not on the show, but. G posted on Instagram and my God. That's all I can say. My God. But if you watch this match, the Fallon Henry Kiana James match, Kiana kind of gets distracted because Brooks were like trying to tell her, she's coming. She's coming. And like, she got fucked up and like, it, it, it's kind of starting to look like something bad is going to happen. Even though he has the black shirt now, he's going to wind up being a good guy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, even, even then, like, at the end of the match, like, she seemed injured or whatever. And he mm-hmm. was worried about her. And I want to call him Briggs. Briggs. Yes. correct.
0: Mm-hmm. Briggs
1: was like, dude, who the fuck? Like, she won. It's about her. Like... They're making it all about them and not caring about his feelings.
0: Exactly.
1: You know what I mean? Even though it's a bad idea on paper, it's his mm-hmm. feelings. If he likes her, he likes her. Fuck it.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So then we had Roxanne Perez, and she was talking about, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I won the championship, but now the work starts. Now I have to be a respectable champion and people have to fear me. And I'm going to make people fear me and I'm going to be one of the best fighting champions because all the other champions that were like me, I'm like they, they were good too. So I'm going to be good. Yeah. it was like, okay.
1: Whatever you do, don't make a, a fan time.
0: Wow. <laughs> so we get the Isla Dawn promo where Isla is creating magic. And she's saying, I have witchery. And I have witch powers. Haha. <laughs> so then we get the school of Drew. We get Drew, you.
1: I like that. I like that.
0: <laughs> so Drew is teaching all these guys how to do stuff. And he's got Blake Walker, whatever the guy's name, Christian Walker, whatever his name is. Fucking like Walker.
1: I could think it's Blake Walker. I think you wrote okay. the first
0: Blake Walker. So. Then Charlie Dempsey comes on and says, you know what? My dad's back. And I can do whatever the hell I want. So you know what? Next week, Drew, i want to take on your student. And I'm going to stretch him. And I'm going to fuck him up. And he's like, oh, okay, sure. You can do that. I'm going to have him ready for next week. I'm not going to lie. I feel like Drew is going to have this guy ready. And he's going to beat Charlie Dempsey. And it's going to start this whole thing where Charlie Dempsey's going to be like, you know what? Fuck it, and he's just gonna wind up joining Drew, and they're gonna have like a weird ass team for some reason.
1: It's gonna wind up Drew versus Chase. U.
0: yeah, no, that's that's the thing that you want, and I believe is gonna happen.
1: Yeah, Drew, you versus Chase, you.
0: Yes. So then we have the main event, which is Tony D'Angelo versus Wesley. And this match is going, in, in the middle of the match, Tony D'Angelo kind of fucking up, and Stax starts yelling at him like he's the fucking leader. He's like, get back in and get the end of the game. He's like, I'm going to get my head in. Come up. Don't yell at me.
1: <laughs> get in there. It was so funny. Like, I even pointed out to you, like, isn't Tony the leader? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's
0: what made it so funny, because Stax was acting like he was the fucking leader. I was like, oh, my God.
1: <laughs> He's going to turn on him eventually, watch.
0: Yes. So, Tony D'Angelo is about to win, but Stax gets murdered by Donovan Dijak. Dijak murders Stax, and Tony's like, no! And as he's doing a no, he winds up getting pinned by Wesley. So, Wesley is now still North American champion, undefeated, and, yeah, fucking awesome. Good for him yes so while that was going on they kept playing the bar game commercial the bar game commercial is the you know little stupid ass bar game with like celebrities are going to be doing this and it comes on every Monday after Raw somebody pointed this out to me they said this look at this And tell me I'm wrong. And I'm like, I can't. Because next week, Sasha Banks is going to take on Nikki Bella. And they said WWE superstar. Sasha Banks is going to take on Nikki Bella. And it's like, okay, fine. But the convenience of timing is it comes out January 3rd. And it's like right before January 4th where she's rumored, not even quoting the rumors, that she's going to be in New Japan. And it's like, that timing seems very horrible if it's somebody who's not going to be in your promotion. It seems very horrible that you're going to promote this person right around the time they're going to have their biggest moment. And you have nothing to do with this. But you're promoting this person by accident. And it's very weird. And it's like, oh, well... And then, like, that to a normal person that would start up all conspiratorial things. Yeah. So... That would be, like, perfectly fine. But, like, it doesn't. Because, you know, everybody's like, oh, she's gonna be Soraya's partner in AEW. Now, so... Fightful had an interview and was talking about prediction, a uh, stuff predicting for like what was going to happen later on this year. And one of those things, somebody asked him, "Would Sasha Banks be in WWE?" And he's like, "No." He said, "I don't know if she's going to go to AEW, but there is a chance she could go to AEW, but she's not." like her being in wwe this year doesn't seem plausible And it was like okay well fightful is like has a lot of connects and they do know a lot of story and it's like okay well all right that kind of seems plausible so then that connects to the grapsody thing where Grapsity had an interview with tony khan i'm gonna dig a lot more into this in a later but i'm gonna just tackle this one part they asked Tony Khan about, hey, who is the mystery partner? Is it anybody we know? Kind of like, trying to nudge him to like, you know, say a little something, say a little something. Tony responds with, right now, it doesn't seem feasible to say anything at all. But around January, maybe we can be able to say or allude to who it is. And it's like, okay, well, now that lines up with another frightful report from months ago that Sasha will, well, Mercedes Monet would be free agent January 1st. So, okay, so that lines up there. Like, all of these things are looking like they're lining up. Mercedes. It, anything in January. Yes, Mercedes even reposted something where like somebody was running down her accomplishments. And one of the things in that statement was the chapter on WWE is done. I would like to see what else she does next. And it's like, well, wow, that feels like her officially kind of saying, yeah, it's over. I'm moving on to the next stage of my life. And it's just like, okay, all of these things are lining up perfectly. And like, I always say, like, there's always something weird there. But now more and more, it feels like there's nothing. There may not be that little underlying blue thing where I say, yeah, there's there's something there. There may not be that anymore. And it feels like this is officially now all a go that she is done with WWE and is moving on to different grounds. One thing that would actually, once this happens, everybody will know. Once January 1st comes and she's still on an active roster and not on the alumni page, that'll be the first telling thing. Like, even if they just decide, oh, well, we'll move it tomorrow. It will be telling because it will be saying, if the clock does strike 12.01, she's done. Then we have to move her to the alumni page. But if it's 12.01 goes into the next day and she's still on the active roster page. I think that would be kind of telling of she's still there. Yeah. Now, I know people are like, well, that doesn't mean she's, like, she's going to stay in WWE. If, like I said, if the contract is still valid, like, if there's a new contract or something valid, they can still go ahead and say, you know what, fuck it, you could work those New Japan days, you could work that stuff, but you're still here, you can't go to AEW, you work here. Like, that could be possible, but, like... Like I said, it's feeling like it's no-go with WWE and it's like completely done. And that's going back to the whole Ronda versus Becky thing and like how this that ripple effect is starting to show its cracks because all of that led to the unhappiness of Mercedes Monet and she was not happy. She wasn't getting treated right because of this Ronda Rousey being pushed as the star, and Mercedes and the rest of the crew were not being looked at as the same level as Ronda Rousey. That all of this is showing cracks into the, like, the way Vince McMahon thinks. He turned that thing into a big problem and the ripple effects are now starting to show, it's, like, show itself. If Mercedes does go to AEW. That gives AEW a huge women's advantage. A huge... Because it's like a complete star. You're put in the AEW locker room, and it's just like, that's it. Like, that's a dub. That's a huge dub for AEW. The only bad part is the way he books the women in that division. That's the only bad part. Other than that, it will be a huge dub, and I think... I'm not confirming. I think it might be a possibility. Just need to check a few more things. And then I'll be like, yeah, you know what? It's true. But it's feeling like it's a done deal with WWE. And I know some of you are like, dude, you've been preaching this conspiratory thing for like weeks and weeks. And now all of a sudden it's over. Yeah, I feel like like it's over. And like this is not me just going like, oh yeah, I'm just totally abandoning my conspiracy thing. I'm still waiting to January twenty-eighth. And once that happens, then like we'll see what goes down. Other than that, I'm just I'm going with she's gone. She's gone from WWE, she's in a new company, she it's over. That's the way I'm feeling.
1: Right now anything is possible that way wrestling works now. So no, it's not and speaking of new
0: companies like Stardom had a show the Queens I was going to call it the Queens Quest but that's the team but it was called like the Queens whatever it was was called it was called something and so one rumor had been in the trios like teams was like oh it could be Sasha it could be Sasha but it wasn't because it was a team of Mina Zaya Brookside not Zaya Lee but Zaya Brookside And May, which is a friend of mine from wrestling. And it's like, oh, shit. Like, they're the team? Wow. So that's that's the team, and it's not Sasha. That was fun. But then we got to the main event. This match had been built up for a year because Julia has been chasing the red belt, which is like the Covenant women's title in stardom. She's been chasing this belt. The match starts off with, like, okay, Julia's facing Shuri. And Julia suplexes Shuri off of the ramp on the chair. And you're like, oh! Okay. Alright, this is how this match is gonna go. Julia's definitely gonna win this. Halfway through the match, Shuri just starts beating the living god shit out of Julia. Just beating the god shit out of Julia. Julia was getting her ass beat so bad that the ref went over the check holder, was like, dude, I don't think you should finish this match. She's like, I gotta fit You're not even saying words. You should finish this match. But the ref is like, please stay down. He even motions for the doctors. Was like, please, just stop this match. And she's like, no, fuck you. So Julia gets up. Julia keeps trying She gets her ass beat a little more you're like Jesus Christ Julia Just stay the fuck down Please Just stay the fuck down Like don't do this Julia has a comeback And Julia goes all fucking out She goes Fuck you I'm gonna win And Julia hit every fucking move From her whole entire team Donna del Mundo She hit every fucking finisher From her team Then she was like Even more than that I'm going to use Hanna's move because she was my friend and I love her. And She used Hanna's move and then she used her own finisher. She did it twice on Sherry and pinned Shuri one, two, three, and finally won the red belt. Awesome. It was so fucking awesome. It was so awesome. And I know people are like, dude, you don't talk about stardom like that you're just talking about them because you know Mercedes is over there and I have to bring up yeah here's the thing right you guys wasn't watching it when Io Shirai Kari Hojo Mayu Iw- Iwatani and Tony Storm Jamie Hayter all of them be Prefie all of them were over there way before way before you even knew who they were before they even stepped foot on American soil. You had no idea who any of those people were. But I was watching Stardom. Chelsea Diamond? Yeah, I could say Chelsea Diamond and you guys would be like, who? Who the fuck is Chelsea Diamond? Oh, you don't know her because she's B. Brian Brayer's granddaughter. or daughter, I think his daughter. I think it might be her. his daughter. I think it's his daughter. Probably his daughter. I want to say granddaughter, but like, I feel like that makes him way older than he is
1: just go with daughter
0: <laughs> yeah I'm just gonna go with daughter like she was there she like she literally had one of the prettiest smiles I've ever seen she like she was a good wrestler but like her smile was just like oh my god like what a beautiful smile and Starlight Kid like a lot of you know Starlight Kid now as evil Starlight Kid I knew Starlight Kid when she was actually a fucking kid dude <laughs> You guys know her now. She's fucking almost 20. I knew her when she was fucking 12 over there just being a fucking young girl. I'm like, Doug, you can't tell me, oh, my God, you've never watched Stardom. Like, fuck off. Like, yeah, I'm covering it now because, like, it's a bigger deal. But, yeah, I've been watching Stardom way longer than you guys have even known Stardom. Like this. So fuck off. Just, just fuck off. And speaking of Mayu Iwatani, I like I don't care what anybody says. She's Kota's real sister. She's his real sister. Like there's no way that no one can tell me any other because everything she's done, even when she was on fucking commentary last night, she was on commentary last night, and she was just the goofiest fucking person in the world. And it's like, oh well, yeah, you know, yeah, she's just goofy. It's like no, that's the same shit that a would do. Her falling down the goddamn steps, same thing as Bushi does, jumping off some high shit, same thing as Bushi does. Like fucking one time, she was in her fucking room. I don't even remember if this was during COVID or before COVID. That's time is a weird soup. I can't remember, but she was in her room and she was speaking Japanese. I know you're like, well, you don't know what she's saying she was speaking Japanese and she was just like saying some of the dumbest stuff because people under the comments was like dude what are, what are you like everything you just said is just really stupid and I don't mean like stupid is like oh a uh, dumb conspiracy I mean like stupid is like not knowing what things are that's and you're like well what does it have to do with Koda Koda is the same person he doesn't know what things are they're the same person they had a fucking interview one time together and I swear, God, the interviewer got up and left because he was so confused because they started talking and they weren't making any goddamn sense. And he was like, you know what? This interview is over. I left. It was, That's how they are. And it's like, you can't tell me that they're not related. Like they have everything about them. Same mannerisms, same like idiocies, even some like even some of the same ways they wrestle. You can't tell me that they're not related. Like they're related. They're fucking related.
1: That's probably a thing.
0: <laughs> yes, they're they're probably long lost siblings and they have no idea that they're long lost siblings. Yes. Yeah. It's so great. It happens. It does happen. So yeah, like that's the coverage on the Japanese women's wrestling side. So back to the American side, Tony Khan. More Tony Khan. So in that grab city interview, and I know people are like well you guys are only pulling out the bad things he said about this like in his interview and it's like no 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 this stuff is stuff you have to be held accountable for because he literally goes yo he's like they asked him about hey you know that wrestlers are not happy and they want out and they're like so what do you do about that and he brings up this dumbass fucking analogy and I know people are like no, it makes sense. It's a dumbass fucking analogy, especially if you know sports. He said, you never see people on a basketball team do that. You know, like the third or fourth string person on a basketball team. They like, even though they're not getting time on television, they never ask for, they never ask for being out. And if they do, then like the owner doesn't trade them. And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like you can't be that dense. You cannot be that dense. There are fucking there are people who have been benched on NBA teams and was like, "Yo, I want out." They negotiated their fucking contract, to get traded somewhere else. This NBA and wrestling are two totally fucking different things. You cannot compare it. And he couldn't even compare it to football because it's the same thing. People get traded. They negotiate contracts, they get out of contracts. This is a real thing in sports so you like everything he was saying didn't make any sense and it's like that was an analogy you picked like you picked that one why like pick something else that like nobody could easily pick apart and the way he said it was like just somebody who's never watched basketball and i was like dog like you just didn't make any sense like you could have picked something else that didn't make sense it was so asinine to me he didn't know I believe that. I believe that. And it's just so, like, it was so stupid because he's like, yeah, it's like, you know, with somebody in that, they'll be like, ah, what? No, they can get out of a contract. Like, yes, there's people that's there for like a couple, like a couple of years, but they negotiate their contract and be like, yo, I'm not getting any tips. I know I could play. I could like every time I'm in, look at what I do. They can get traded. This is not a thing. Oh my God, it's just so idiotic. <laughs> so that was that. So going to AEW, we start off with Ethan Page versus Brian Danielson, and right before it starts, Max shows up. Max shows up with a girl who is Daddy. I want I want to call her Daddy Deville, but that's not her last name. Her name is Daddy Something. She's a wrestler from Colorado. And the funny part about it is like you look exactly at her, and the first thing that pops in your mind, nothing else. I lie to you not, the first thing will pop in your mind, you'll be like, That's Sonya. That's 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 Shotzi Blackheart. That's Shotsy Black, that's Shotsy, right? And it's like, no, that that's a whole nother person. Like they look exactly alike, they have the same tattoos, she just has black hair. And Shotzi has green hair. And it's like, no, they're the same person. No, they're two different people. They, they look alike. They have tattoos. They have the same body type. Yes. But no, they're not the same person. This is okay. <laughs> but yeah, Brian Danielson and Eagle Ethan Page had a fucking banger match.
1: Yeah, it was good. Like, Ego seemed like he had it at one point. Kept doing a weird power slam throughout this whole fucking match. Like, that, one great with this shit.
0: Yeah, I don't know why he thinks that's his new moves. And it's like, this is my thing. And it's like, dude, you're not that big. Stop.
1: <laughs> like, he's my fucking British Bulldog or something.
0: Yeah. And then the funniest part on the outside was Stokely with the hat because he got called bald last week. So now he's wearing that hat.
1: So, Raggedy like, bitch
0: yes it is so like it is so fucking hilarious like and then like even tony shivani like when the hat came off he was like i can't see that was hilarious
1: the, the glare off his head
0: yeah it was so fucking funny so then we had a 1992 thing because Warlow was in a back getting interview and then he got nancy kerrigan and
1: joe hooray that was, like, one of the worst attacks I've ever seen. Like, I, I thought, fucking, what's his face? Keith uh, 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 and tech was bad. This was, like, he just went, ding.
0: But it's Joe. You know Joe's not going to hurt a fly for real.
1: Like, he just tapped him, like, ding. Okay.
0: So, then we can get a stupid brain interview, which was really fucking hilarious. Especially at the first part. Like, because a lot of people did not catch this. Because, like, Renee came in there to ask Hangman about him and Moxley. The first thing he said is something smart to her about her husband. And she's like, what the fuck? And he's like, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean that. I'm just, I'm just mad at John. And i was <laughs> like, yo, that's fucked up. So, then they basically say, okay, you can wrestle in two weeks at LA and he's like okay cool I can wrestle in LA and it was like alright I mean we kinda knew that because like that's the next big show for them the first time in LA and that's in two weeks and like yeah like of course they would have that match
1: I like the John Silver line though cause mm-hmm. like um Moxie's wrestling next though like you can't fuck with him and whatever right Like, wait wait, Moxie's wrestling? no 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 no, no, no. I didn't say Moxie I didn't say Moxie I said Foxley <laughs> Foxley, calm down.
0: <laughs> that was hilarious. Like, he's like, he's really good at comedy. Yes. And like hangman is hangman is dope. I kind of see Hangman beating Moxley. I kind of see him beating Moxley. I feel like that's gonna be the good move is for him to beat Moxley
1: hopefully like it's kind of like a passing the torch type of thing in a sense yeah if he doesn't
0: like if he doesn't beat Moxley it would be like oh we're gonna keep this going but the thing is if he beats Moxley now it feels like it's 1-1 so then it's gonna be a third match which is gonna be like a fucking wild ass whatever yep. but I feel like he's gonna he's gonna beat Moxley it's gonna go to the next match and like I'm okay with it like I'm not against it at all I like it I'm okay with it. I'm totally okay with it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, like, it has some type of st- stipulation. You know, like, third match gotta have a stipulation.
0: Oh, no, it definitely will. It definitely will. It'll be something wild and crazy. Yeah. So, the next match... Oh, boy. Okay. So, top flight versus Cesaro and Moxley. Man. It was good. I'm like, I'm not even joking. There was a lot of people that went into this match going, I don't know if this match is going to be good. I don't know if this match is going to be good. This match literally had the whole entire crowd standing. It was so good. It was so good.
1: Going in, I thought it was going to be like a squash match. Like, a few minutes boom.
0: No, this was, like, a good 15, 20 minutes of just, like, action.
1: Yep. It was
0: so good. Like, Cesaro did the spin thing, and Darius kept jumping over. No, Dante started jumping over Darius. Dante got murdered. Darius got murdered. Darius got murdered, came back, and tried to punch Cesaro. Cesaro was like, fuck you, took his mouthpiece out, and uppercut the shit out of Darius, laid him the fuck out, and got the win.
1: But the most important part of was... this match though. What? Moxie did not bleed.
0: Yes, that's true. He didn't bleed. <laughs> so can we have a backstage thing where Kim Sandy is like, I eliminated you on you. No, he caught he called him Tangerine. I eliminated you, Tangerine. And I deserve a title. And then Trent goes, yeah, but I eliminated you. So shouldn't I get a title match? And Orange Cassidy turns around and goes, yeah, that's true. You should get a title match. Okay, so it's me versus you on Rampage. And Kip was like, wait, no! You know what? Fine.
1: I was like, what the fuck just happened? The random fucking Orange Cassidy made event on Rampage, as usual. <laughs>
0: yes. So, then we get Hook versus a local talent. Hook kills that person. And then Moriarty and Big Bill come out. And, of course, we get Jungle Hook.
1: <laughs> yeah, I like that.
0: So, Jungle Hook takes down the firm. And Jungle Hook stands tall because Jungle Hook is going to face the firm eventually. Not knowing when, but eventually
1: one point, Hook so, almost had fucking Big Bill for a fucking suplex or whatever. Like, well, the kid's strong.
0: <laughs> dude, that's... He, like, everybody's going to pop when he does that.
1: Yes. Yes. Because he's going to fuck Bill up.
0: Yes. So, we have Chris Jericho. And he's talking about Action Andretti. And then he's hyping up next week for him versus Ricky Starr? And he's like, Ricky... I'm gonna beat you down or some crap. I don't know what I'm saying, but I'm talking about stuff. I'm a, I'm a crane wizard. It's like, okay, yeah, we got it. We got it, Jericho. We got it. We Okay. But yeah, like, so Jericho just like, I don't know why he's even angry at Ricky Starks. Like, there's no point to it. It's like, okay, you're angry at Ricky Starks for what?
1: Allegedly, because he wouldn't join the Jerkoff Society. but like, Dude, he was
0: angry. The funny part was, like, he was angry at him before he even asked him to join the Jerkoff Society.
1: That's stupid. That is true, too, because he came at him before any of this started. It, it, like, like you brought up in the podcast. Yeah. So,
0: then we have Swerve and his mogul affiliates. And... It's Parker Boudreaux, and he won't say the other guy's name for some reason. He's like, you guys find out the time. So, Willie Yuta was like, Doug, you talking about beating people down? I want to beat you down. Let's go. Me and you on Rampage. He's like, okay.
1: Your explanation was a lot shorter and a lot better than what the fuck he actually said. I don't remember it, but I agree with fucking uh, uh, Swerve, though. Like, come on, get on with it.
0: <laughs> yeah, because that's all he kept doing was like, yeah, come on, come on. Yeah, yeah, get to it. <laughs> like, I feel like Willa is just a lot, like, long-form talking when he could just, like, say two words and get to the point.
1: He reminds and, me like, of Cena when it comes to that. Because Cena does that. Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. So the next match is the false Count Anywhere match that literally starts in the back. It literally starts in the back. Like, okay. And they were doing stuff. They did, um the fucking this is what pisses me off and i like I know a lot of people that are really stupid and like they always say some dumb shit especially when it happens so Matt Jackson does the Northern Lights suplex from the top of the ramp all the way down and they're like oh my god I've never seen this and I'm like Jesus Christ have you never watched your own product he did the Northern Lights suplex from one end of the field to the other end of the field in concession, never stopped so tell me, why the fuck is this all of a sudden new?
1: They're not conti- they don't have continuity anymore.
0: <laughs> How? Like I don't understand. Like this, the thing that pisses me off is like it wasn't like it was in some other random company. It was literally in AEW. So what the fuck don't you remember it? They're like it's so stupid, dude. They're
1: literally sometimes turning people, into the old WWE.
0: Like sometimes people are so stupid. I'm not talking about AEW. I'm talking about the fans. The fans have no fucking idea about any of this shit. That's and what like, I mean. I've never the,
1: seen... the fans like they don't know. They they turning they they treating like old WWE where like he doesn't exist. <laughs> no,
0: old WWE fans would be like they literally would hold WWE's feet to the fire, and be like, "Yo, I remember you doing this thing. Why does nobody else remember doing this thing? That's a thing." But AEW fans don't remember their own product. They're like, no, this is the first time I've ever seen this. I've never seen anybody do this. And it's like, how? Like, you guys, like, this happened on your show. Shut up. Like, your favorite wrestling show, the show that you watch every week, every pay-per-view you watch, all of a sudden, somebody does the same exact thing in live time. You're like, I've never seen that before. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, so then the match, like, just gets... Even crazier and crazier, they do more stuff. And I like the finish. I like the finish because the finish was like, if you're not watching, you miss the finish. And I don't mean just like you as a watcher watching. I mean you as a wrestler watching. You will not get the finish. (laughs) Because Kenny does the one-winged angel to Phoenix outside, in the crowd, off of a table. He does the one ring angel look like he broke his butt but at the same time matt jackson is in the rings of saturn by pock so he's in the ring nobody's helping him he's about to tap and you just hear the bell ring and as the bell ring matt jackson starts tapping so pock's like yeah we won we won but kenny won because he pinned phoenix
1: he felt salty as shit.
0: <laughs> yes. I, like, I love that. One thing I hated about this was Kenny doing that move. I know he's probably okay, but, like, you have a big match against Will Ospreay in a week. The fuck are you doing? Like, the fuck are you doing?
1: That Hopefully he, he's okay, because, like, so that match could happen. But otherwise, yes. like, yeah.
0: <laughs> so we had a rap from... The acclaimed about Jeff Jarrett, mentioned Global Force Wrestling, mentioned Impact multiple times, mentioned how Jay Lethal couldn't get over unless he copied somebody, and no one would ever copy him. And it's like Jesus, like did you guys like try to not just like kill both of them? They even mentioned Karen Jarrett. They, yeah,
1: yeah, and I think they they actually mentioned Kurt Angle too.
0: Yes, it was like, what the fuck? like So, like, it was good. Like, it was good. Like, I'm not telling you it was bad. It was good. <laughs> so, then we got to Willow Nightingale, friend of the show, in the Ruby Soho, versus Ana JAS and Tay Mellow. Like, this match was okay, but, like, I, I didn't like the end. Like, everything was fine until the end because like it was weird because Ruby's in the ring Tay throws a chair at her Ruby holds a chair you could have put it down Ruby holds a chair Tay slams her her hand right into Ruby it's over it's over
1: like what the fuck?" fuck and you could tell like it was like I don't know, like, scripted, like, for her to hold it and whatever, because the way she turned her head as eh, she's holding it. And it lasted, like, a few yeah. seconds, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, it was so weird. So, then we get the ass boys with Lexi there, and she's like, yo, you gonna fight FTR? And he's like, eventually, yeah, and they left. And I'm like, okay, what the fuck? Even though FTR wasn't there because they were in Mexico losing the titles, but Yeah. So, then we have Ricky Starks, and Ricky Starks is talking shit about Jericho and how he's going to beat his ass, and he's going to have his moment on a brand new Dynamite next week. So, about FTR, I know we talked about it a little bit earlier, but FTR is the... They're going to have a long losing streak, but also they're going to... I don't know if they're going to stick around at AEW any longer.
1: I'm thinking just saying too. that
0: out loud. Yeah, I'm just saying that out loud. Because we even made the comment on the podcast last week or the week before after they lost to the gun club. and was like, yeah, they ain't sticking around. And like more and more, I'm seeing they not sticking around. I'll be shocked if they keep the IWGP tag titles. I'll be shocked because it's like... All right, I mean, that'll be like the one win they get. But if they lose the titles, I'm gonna be like, Yeah, I'm pretty sure like it's over. I'm pretty sure that their AEW career is over.
1: Even if they keep those titles, they're they're still leaving the AEW. So
0: No, I, I I know that. Yeah. But like I feel like I feel like with them losing that, that's like the pure sign of them leaving AEW and I know people are like, what you think they're going to WWE? From what Cash said they're going to take a while off and I'm like, okay, well, let them recoup, get themselves together do whatever. Like I said before, if they want to take a while off, they should wrestle in Japan because like, the schedule isn't as gruesome as you think. Yeah. They can, they can wrestle every now and then and just fly over. It's fine. Like, you don't have to, you don't have to do anything. Just do that.
1: What is it? Like every few months or so do the rest? Yeah,
0: because like, yeah, because they don't, like, they don't defend the tag team titles all the time. Like, you can do it, like, every few months and then just, like, go home. Like, for, like, a month you will be in Japan and wrestle on a bunch of shows leading up to the big show. Wrestle that show, and then you can just go home. Like, there's literally, there's literally probably, like, three or four months where, like, you're not even wanting. Like, between the New Japan Cup, the junior division, the, um the fucking g1 there's no tag team titles in there like the tag team champions are not defending the titles anytime in between that it's like a good three or four months of nothing so like yeah you can have the tag titles it's like a good time frame like yeah you're fine
1: and that way they could keep off the ring rush too so that's that yeah. like the, the best
0: thing to do actually exactly So then we get to the main event. Samoa Joe comes to the ring and he's like, ah, Wardlow, I know you ain't coming out here because your leg's injured. Ha ha. And then, of course, Wardlow comes out, injury. And it's looking like Wardlow's going to win because he's injured and he's, he's wrestling Joe. Joe's beating his ass. And then all of a sudden, Wardlow starts getting a little comeback. Wardlow starts getting a comeback. But Joe winds up killing him. Joe kills Wardlow, and Wardlow's done. Wardlow's choked out. Joe goes outside. He's like, fuck this. Joe gets the scissors. I don't know about you, uh-huh. but the first thing I thought when he grabbed the scissors was, oh, he's going to cut off his boots and then like try to break his ankle. I did not think what was gonna happen was gonna happen.
1: I didn't know what the hell was gonna happen, but I also didn't think he was gonna cut his hair.
0: <laughs> yeah. He cut his hair. I don't like I don't know why he cut his hair. Like I like I know it's probably like, oh, I wanna cut my hair. Let's put this in a storyline. I'm gonna cut my hair in a storyline. That's the only thing I could think of other than that. I'm like, I don't know why that happened. You think
1: he's getting repackaged somewhat?
0: I wouldn't like him to get repackaged because other than that, like, none of this made sense. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, this, like, none of this made sense if he's not getting repackaged. Because it's like, eh, this does sense.
1: Like you said, like, at one point he was hot and then, like, now he's cold and... I don't know. Like, the whole... Warner's world, world, like I hate that shit. You know what I mean? Give him his real name, I guess. Whatever the hell his real name is.
0: Yeah, and the funny part about like the him not being as hot as he was, there's a lot of people that they continuously drop the ball on. Yes, and it's like, bro, like you can't keep telling me that this is like some great thing where every time it's somebody really hot. They get screwed over and then they get really cold and then you try to heat them up again and it doesn't work the same. Like, it's just, like, I'm being honest, like, they should really rethink of, like, when somebody's hot, just just keep them hot. Yeah. Just keep them hot. Keep them fucking hot. And just be like, all right, we're just going to keep doing this. FTR is another example of that. FTR was really hot at one point this year and then they just decided we're not going to do anything but. You. We're not gonna do anything with you. FTR was hotter outside of AEW than they were in AEW.
1: Could like you imagine the insane. pop they would have got if they like had all their titles and then won the AEW titles on top of that? D- Dude, that would have been so great, but they were like, no.
0: And they kept pushing it off because it was like, at one point, it was like, this is when they should have won the AEW tag titles. Uh-huh. They pushed it, pushed it pushed it pushed it and it's like bro why do you keep pushing this barber and farber away and they kept pushing it and kept pushing it kept pushing it then when they get it you have another team that got hot they're fucking hot as hell and you're like oh shit like now we have two hot teams one is cooling off one is still heating up and it's like all right well then you gotta go with the ones that's still heating up and it's like at that point, it was like nobody was like really just like yay, FTR needs to win, except for us because it was like yeah, this should happen because it needs to happen. It needs to happen. It's like no, nah, it's not gonna happen. But <laughs> this is like, what the fuck is it? Like it's a lot about AEW booking sometimes. It like confuses me. And like I know people be like, why do you criticize them? And I always say the same fucking thing. I always criticize them because they're supposed to be different than everything else that came before so it's like if you're going to be different be different don't always fall into the same tropes as other shit and like that's what fucks me that's what fucking pisses me off it's like be different because you said you were gonna be different I'm holding your feet to the fire because you said you were gonna be different and you keep slipping into these little patterns of like shit that we don't want and it's like why and then when you call people out for it you get people who are upset, like you just want to bitch because you're an e drone, or you're just this, or you're that. It's like none of those things are true. It's just holding somebody's feet to the fire. It's like, why don't you understand that that's a thing that should happen? It's just so, it's just so weird. People are weird. I hate people. <laughs> like I do, because like people are just so stupid. It's always a problem. And like just, just like chill the fuck out sometimes.
1: No, nah, I agree
0: but yeah like uh, anything else like to cover because we covered a lot of story like for now because there probably will be more stuff to break
1: nah I it with I agree with you I hate people <laughs>